Hello, and welcome back to FertilityFriend.com's podcast about fertility charting for conception. In this podcast, we'll talk about the role of cervical fluid in reproduction and fertility charting, and you'll learn how to identify and recognize what different cervical fluid types reveal about your fertility status. Cervical fluid is sometimes called cervical mucus and is often abbreviated as CM. It refers to the fluid produced by the crypts of your cervix during the menstrual cycle. Cervical fluid can be observed at the cervix or as it passes into the vagina. It changes in response to ovarian hormones throughout the menstrual cycle. The easiest and most effective way to know about the presence and quantity of estrogen in your bloodstream and so gain clues about your fertility status is to examine your cervical fluid as it changes throughout your menstrual cycle. Observing these changes offers a primary fertility sign that can tell you a great deal about what's going on with your fertility. When you are not fertile at the beginning of your cycle and after ovulation, cervical fluid is not visible at all and your vagina may feel dry or there may be some cervical fluid that's sticky, gummy, or even pasty. Sperm cannot penetrate this kind of cervical fluid. At these non-fertile times, the vagina is quite acidic and even hostile to sperm. Cervical fluid at this time forms a barrier that plugs the cervical canal and prevents bacteria from entering the uterus. As the presence of estrogen dramatically increases as ovulation approaches, this stimulates the production of large amounts of cervical fluid that may at first become more creamy like lotion and then is likely to become thinner, stretchy, watery and alkaline and more receptive to sperm penetration. This most fertile fluid is best described as resembling raw egg white. Egg white cervical fluid provides nourishment for sperm and allows them to move and thrive for the few days around ovulation when you are most fertile. When this kind of cervical fluid is present, sperm can be nourished and transported within your reproductive tract. Once in your reproductive tract in fertile cervical fluid, the sperm can wait for the egg to be released. This egg white fluid is usually observed in the most fertile days just before ovulation and dries up quickly after ovulation. Ovulation is most likely to occur on the last day that fertile cervical fluid is observed, though this can vary. This day is often called the peak cervical fluid day, even though it may not be the day where the most fertile cervical fluid is observed. Cervical fluid observations cannot tell you definitively that you have ovulated, just that estrogen is high and ovulation is probably approaching. Cervical fluid observations tell you when you are most likely to be fertile and offer an excellent way to time baby making intercourse. It's really the best sign for knowing when you are most fertile, though this sign won't tell you for sure when or if you've ovulated. To know for sure that you have actually ovulated and are no longer fertile, you'll need to chart your temperature as well and observe a temperature rise on your chart. The prime advantage of the cervical fluid sign is its ability to answer the question, am I now fertile? This question is as important as the question, when did I ovulate? It's not necessarily the same question. Here's a tidbit that may surprise you. The main function of fertile cervical fluid in reproduction is similar to that of semen, 
It's a medium for sperm nourishment and migration. Sperm survival and migration after intercourse is important because intercourse is rarely timed to exactly coincide with ovulation. Successful fertilization depends on the storage and constant release of sperm to the female upper reproductive tract at around ovulation time. Increased cervical fluid may also cause an increase in your sex drive and it produces lubrication to make intercourse more comfortable and pleasurable at this time. Cervical fluid supports sperm survival in a number of ways. First, they're admitted into the reproductive tract from the vaginal environment. They are filtered, leaving only morphologically normal sperm to proceed. They are nurtured and supported biochemically. And they are stored for later release so that there can be a constant supply to ensure that sperm release can be coordinated with ovulation so that conception can occur. Before we end this podcast, let's review a typical cervical fluid pattern. While your cervical fluid pattern may vary from cycle to cycle, and it may vary from woman to woman, a typical cervical fluid pattern looks like this. Immediately following menstruation, there's usually a dry vaginal sensation, and there's little or no cervical fluid. After a few days of dryness, there is normally a cervical fluid that is best described as sticky or pasty or even gummy, but not wet. While this kind of cervical fluid is not conducive to sperm survival, these days may be considered as possibly fertile if found before ovulation. Following these sticky days, most women generally notice a cervical fluid that is best described as creamy. This fluid may be white, yellow, or beige in color and has the look and feel of lotion or cream. At this point, the vagina may begin to feel wet and this indicates possible increased fertility. The most fertile cervical fluid now follows. This most fertile fluid looks and feels like raw egg white. It's slippery and may be stretched several inches between your fingers. It's usually clear and may be very watery. The vagina feels wet and lubricated. These days are considered most fertile. This is the fluid that is the most friendly and receptive to sperm. It looks a lot like semen and like semen can act as a transport for sperm. After ovulation, fertile fluid dries up quickly and the vagina remains more or less dry until the next cycle. Some women may notice small amounts of creamy or fertile looking fluid after ovulation as the corpus luteum produces small amounts of estrogen, but you're not at all fertile after ovulation has been confirmed. This concludes our podcast about the role of cervical fluid in reproduction. Our next podcast will explain how to record and chart your cervical fluid observations.